0: This is The Art Life. Hello, I'm Zandra Robinson-Burns, founder of Heroin Training, where you can find my essays and this network of podcasts. This episode is on the art of the wander, and to discuss it, I'm happy to welcome my co-host, actress and activist, Grace Gordon. Grace, how is your art life?
1: My art life is fantastic. Hello, we took a little break from recording for our various vacations, and in that time, I had a birthday, Zandra. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I just had one of my favorite birthday parties ever. Um, on Sunday yesterday. Um. I had an Alice in Wonderland-themed Mad Hatter's Tea picnic in the park, and it was not just a creative practice, but it was also a collaborative creative practice. I really like, I have a thing about whenever mm. I have a birthday party, I need to do something that's all ages. Um, when I was younger. I was, like, working since I was 16, and and I would always want to go to my friends' parties or, you know, sometimes events that were 21 plus, twenty one plus, like, at bars, and um, it was so frustrating. So I always have promised myself that whenever I'm, you know, doing a party, I'll make sure at least part of it is open to all ages. So I have this tradition now here in L.A. of always doing... A birthday picnic. And I did one last year. It was fantastic. And I wanted to do one again this year, but I wanted to do something a little bit different. So I came up with the idea to do a Mad Hatter's Tea. And um, my sister, who is also an artist, a phenomenal artist, she is currently working for a floral designer. And It's a new job, and one of the perks, which is in my opinion, and hers, a huge perk, is at the end of the work week, the end of the work week is Saturday for her, she gets to bring home whatever flowers she wants, because that's kind of like, they throw everything out, right? Because it's going to die. And so she's coming home sometimes with these bouquets, because it's LA and it's like a celebrity floral designer, these bouquets that are like $250. (laughs) like the case which is just absolutely ridiculous but that's a story for another time um (laughs) so so when i brought up this idea to her she said hey can i help you you know build this scene basically for your party she said can that be your present and i was like yeah i don't want to do the work (laughs) can you do it please (laughs) and so my beautiful artist sister brings like just an insane amount of gorgeous flowers, roses, arrangements, and some like cool bamboo things. And because she's, you know, not just having these materials, but also so creative herself, she starts just going to work, like pulling out all of these props that she brought and, um, and like amazing plating that she ordered online and like really cool teacups that she ordered and she's like cutting the heads off roses and hanging them from branches and this is just in the middle of like North Hollywood Park like we've just you know set up our space and just, just gotten gotten started um and it was just fantastic and and my sister like wore this adorable like white rabbit outfit and I was the queen of hearts and I had told people um when I invited them I said I just moved please if you're going to bring anything I don't want a gift. I was like, please don't bring a gift. Like I have too much stuff. (laughs) I've realized this now. I said, the greatest gift you can give me is like dressing up. So please wear a cool outfit or a funny hat. And I was so thrilled that so many people did. Um, So all of my, my, Mm. my ladies were in their beautiful tea party outfits and, um, It was just, it was so great. And, you know, I mean, this is the art life, right? Like having an idea and having all of these collaborators and having every part of your life be a creative practice. So I was just like so thrilled by that and so inspired by my sister, who not just has access to these materials, but also like created something even more wonderful with them. How is your art life?
0: I'm still processing your art life in all of its, in all of its wonder and glory. Hold on. I just want to comment that I I want to celebrate this celebration because I think what you crafted is so beautiful in that it's an experience and there was all of this effort and production and collaboration for just an afternoon without selling tickets and without formalizing it as a project. It was it was just a a moment that It sounds like everyone worked together to make so beautiful.
1: Yeah, I think there. I certainly feel very loved. It made me feel very loved to have the attention to detail and just the willingness of everyone Mm. else to step outside their comfort zone. Um, Especially, I mean, this is everywhere, especially in people in their mid-20s, but also just... In L.A., there's such a party culture, and, um, and I have no judgment mm-hmm. towards that. It's just not me. So I really appreciate when people are willing to also, like, come to a picnic on a Sunday afternoon um, and wear a ridiculous tea party outfit instead of what they expect, which is like, hey, it's my birthday, come out to the bar. Um, I feel the same way about dating. Like, I'm always suggesting, like, really weird, random things adventures for dates and you know the people the people who are game those are my people
0: (laughs) well it's yeah it's a good way of it's a good way of seeing who your people are and then on your birthday it's a good way of bringing your people together i love that thank you so my art life feels like a ship that i am navigating right now where I have recently returned from some traveling and I'm getting back into the routine that I was working so hard to build up and so I feel like this balance is something that I'm navigating right now of how do I return to the daily rituals of my life and return to that steady pace while processing all of the art and adventures that I encountered abroad how to balance the excitement of that with the responsibilities that I have of I would love to write about things and I also have deadlines and I have things that I have to finish so my art life feels a bit wobbly but in that navigating a big ship kind of way
1: do you always have um An adjustment period after coming back from a trip?
0: After every trip, I have a mandatory rest day because I've found that whether or not I plan for it, I end up being a little slower and needing that day to recover from my travels. So I don't let myself schedule anything new and important and count on the fact that I will need to take a longer bath and a longer nap and Uh, get ready to get back into life the next day. I find that's more productive than trying to uh, suffer through um, the day after travel.
1: Boy, do I love a conversation about daily schedules (laughs) or about the way that we structure our travels. And what a perfect conversation, by the way, to have on our episode about the art of the wander.
0: Yes, it's a perfect transition into into our topic for this week. What makes you excited about wandering?
1: So I think the context that this episode idea came up was that I was doing a photo shoot in a Um, in a city that's like maybe 30 minutes outside of LA. And I, I purposefully got there about an hour early because I had never been there before. And I wanted to, first of all, make sure that I was on time because you never know. Um, And I also just felt like this desire to explore this new place. And so I, I, I basically scheduled in an hour of wander for myself and out on my my wander I discovered this amazing like activist bookshop that um was had a lot of like children's literature as well and was like just so inspiring and colorful and I I had the time to really sit and talk to all of the Um, to all of the staff members and really explore what they had there and then I was like I'm gonna come back and so I went and I did my shoot and I ended up coming back and buying things and it was such a soul nourishing experience that You know, like going there and then taking the time to get to know the people, and then coming back, and afterwards also like going to get coffee where they recommended getting coffee, before I headed back home, and I knew that it was like I never would have had this experience if I hadn't intentionally set it for myself, because it's so easy to just have, this is my appointment that I am going to and then I am leaving, and. For me personally, at least, like some of the most gratifying, exciting experiences of my life have been when I have been wandering, um, Mm. when I have had no agenda or when I've worked in time to my schedule to have no agenda. And I, I think part of the reason it's so important to me to have these experiences is that I'm a lot more open to connection I had this great discussion with this bookshop staff member and went to the, his recommended coffee shop and I just had all these experiences that day. And I, I so often do when I work in this time that are about connection because I'm just so much more open when I'm not rushing to something.
0: Mm. There's something about bookshops as well that is particularly open and welcome to the that kind of thought wandering in conversation.
1: And I think that it's important for artists to wander without an agenda. I think that we mm. absolutely idealize that kind of lifestyle for artists that are wandering the streets of Paris with their other painter friends and arguing mm-hmm. about politics or whatever it is, you know, like that's in this archetype of artist Um That's an important part. You have to have the time for discovery and curiosity. And like, I think that is to any artist in any field that is absolutely necessary, right? To to be able to be flexible enough to discover things and to just be curious about people and smells and food and new experiences and the wander is just is is creating that for yourself in your schedule it's saying i'm gonna be curious and I'm, I'm gonna discover something today
0: i think it's such an important part for art life artists in particular because when we're seeing everything in our lives as art what's even more relevant than going to a formal art production, be it a an art gallery or a a play or a concert. It's that in-between journey, that wander aspect that is the life that connects us to the art.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's it comes back to our discussion about process versus product, right? Especially if mm. you turn off your phone or you're not checking it the wander is is surrendering yourself to the process mm. of life right it's surrendering to being in the moment to just wandering into this bookshop because you notice it because you're not buried in your phone you're not just focused on your next thing in your scheduled day you're like completely surrendered to just really being present in the world.
0: I wanted to ask about that actually. And what is your relationship between technology and the wander?
1: I have a complicated relationship with technology just in general. I am wary of being so ungrateful for it because I often feel pretty negative about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think especially as an actor... Like my, it's my job to to know how to be very present with people and very vulnerable, and and very focused and um, growing up with cell phones and social media around, I think it's actually a lot harder for actors to be good at acting and to become good at acting, because mm. we're programmed with a lot of disconnection and a lot of superficiality and um, not introversion, but like, being half present at all times. Um, I think it's harder than ever to to be the kind of person who is a really good actor or performer, since it relies heavily on being in the moment and being spontaneous and really listening. So Mm. because of all of that, and, and and you know insert various rants about superficiality and how it affects relationships whatever here because of all of that i can i can feel pretty negative about technology but the fact of the matter is i am also able to survive financially as an artist because of social media because mm-hmm. of patreon and instagram like i am able to pay my bills because of podcasting and the community of podcasting like I've been making podcasts since I was so so young and because of all sorts of social media like I've booked roles in my some of my favorite projects I've ever worked on because I've formed relationships with certain directors or or screenwriters or whoever it is um just because of social media and i'm so deeply grateful for the connection it's provided me but i think i have to challenge myself in a in an intentional wander to not even have my earbuds in if i can help it mm-hmm. i'm a walker like i'm a person who loves to walk around growing up in a, growing up in philly you know it's a walking city so i already like the wander to be a walking adventure but of course I am a single woman and like to have my earbuds in, in part, so that I don't have to interact with anyone. And <laughs> the, the wander is challenging that as well. Um, it's, I mean, I, I might, I might have the earbuds in until I discover a place and then take them out, like the bookshop. But mm-hmm. I think that it's such an intentional practice of being open and discovering people and discovering an idea that i really have to force myself i have to create rules so that i can be free enough to to not be distracted cuz it's like all of this there the possibility of the wander you know what's so magic about it is is that i'm just open to following any whim mm-hmm. but if i have my headphones in or if i'm texting someone i'm not going to be noticing what's around me and then it's completely purposeless like then i'm just in a place on my phone and that's the opposite of what i want to be doing on a wander
0: yeah standing still versus moving around as well i feel like if you're on your phone i think something that was liberating for me when i was wandering in foreign cities was that i didn't have i didn't have people to text, really. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't even that temptation.
1: Do you find that in other foreign cities you've been in, I say foreign as an American, um, there is also less, there are less people On their phones? I don't know if this is even Um, something you've noticed.
0: You know, what's actually what I'm actually struggling with with that question is a disconnect from how often people are on their phones in the US and whether that's any different from what I experience here. I see. Yeah. um, I remember when I first moved to the UK, I had a smartphone as a high school student and I didn't bring it with me because I was moving to a different country. And when I got here, pretty much everybody was still using non-smart phones. So I bought myself a five-pound phone that was a flip phone. And part of the magic of discovering Oxford, where one of the most magical cities I've ever been to and what drew me here in the first place Part of the magic was disconnecting from the technology that I was used to because at that time we're a couple of years behind the US in terms of smartphones and that kind of technology and I really enjoyed that and we've since caught up and now people are, it seems that people are on their phones as much as they are in the US but for that brief moment in time I enjoyed that that was Not so much the case.
1: Yeah, I feel like my time in European cities, I noticed that there were a lot less people on their phones, but I also could have just been idealizing things. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: something that I noticed this time is that I was relying a lot more on Google Maps. Mm. And I kept grappling with this. I was aware that I was doing this where I have my handy offline maps and I had bookmarked places that friends had pointed me to. I had bookmarked food in particular because I wanted to make sure that I have a few places scouted out that will cater to what I eat. And so that that kept coming up as an excuse for me of, well, I need to know where where I can get fed and i i had to balance that with being present and so i did a little bit of both where i would take a moment and see at a crossroads which street i felt like going down the most and then once i started to go down that street i if i were getting hungry i would pull up my map and see what food place was closest to where i had ended up on my wanders but at one point I remember I was just in Berlin and they have these beautiful paper maps that are free and I can't remember the name of them but they're curated by a couple of locals who find their favorite spots and make these maps by neighborhood and so I remembered this from last time I was in the city and I went into one of the shops that's featured on their maps and they had the stack of maps there and I I was like yes I felt like I was on a quest or in a video game and I had discovered this magical object of like I found the map and then I was able to use a paper map instead of the digital one that boxed me into my phone.
1: This is delicious, can I just say. <laughs> this is exactly what I want to hear. <laughs> Do you ever use paper maps? I never use paper maps. Never, ever. And I, <laughs> and I kind of have this phone phobia. So this is just, I'm like reminded, like, oh yes, Grace you can use a paper map like you don't (laughs) need to even have your phone um i love this story (laughs) i love paper maps and it's it's interesting to me because for you a necessity is to know where you're going to eat or to have your list of places and for me it's like i'm the opposite with an intentional wander where i'm like my job is to discover something and to have no idea Mm. what i am going to find or what I'm looking for. And I think that they both are wanders. It's not one being the correct way to do it. Um, One of my favorite wanders that did have like at least a destination in mind was, this was many years ago. This was, oh gosh, 2014. In 2014, I was working at the Philadelphia Shakespeare theater and, uh, friend of mine on staff saw that like hillary hillary clinton was doing a rally in um at the free library of philadelphia and my friend was basically my coworker friend was basically like hey let's just go to this right now we'll make up our work later Mm -hmm. and it was like out of nowhere and so for me it was a wander because it was not you know it was spontaneous and i just was like yeah i'm in And so we just, like, leave work and go to this event, um, and it, it felt so empowering and, and freeing, and it's it's such a, it's such a distinct memory for me, because we went for this thing spontaneously, and then we were at the Free Library of Philadelphia, which is huge, and has a rare books section that is guarded, and because we worked at the Shakespeare Theater, we were able to go in, and, um, go to the rare book section and go look at the first folio. Cause they have a first folio of Shakespeare's works, which is like, there's very few in the world. Um, mm-hmm. and so we got to discover this thing that we're both so passionate about because we were already out and already at this location. And then we ended up And some listeners are going to find this disgusting, but I don't care. We ended up jumping into the fountain, um, because we were like there's like this gorgeous this gorgeous fountain in a you know a park and we jumped in because it was like we were just in the the zone we were just so deeply in the juice the juice of of spontaneity that we just said we're gonna jump in the fountain now you know and it only goes up to your ankle or something but it's such a distinct memory and that was one where i where i had a destination right i knew that i was going to we we had a place we were going but it was still a wander because it was open to just whatever whims we we had
0: i love how the keystone of your adventure got the ball rolling and everything else because of its spontaneous nature everything else became this well we we had to make this worth it it sounds like yeah absolutely and there's something beautiful about the adventure companion as well especially the spontaneous one of somebody saying yes to an invitation to do something spontaneous and unusual
1: yeah it it interests me in retelling it that i'd like to it, it it inspires me to actually invite other people on my wanders because I think at this point, I'm, I'm used to it being a solo practice, but mm-hmm. I, I want to bring people along.
0: Yeah. I have actually, I've decided we record these episodes on Tuesdays. And so I have made Tuesdays my art days, mm-hmm. where after after we record, I trust that I'm in the mood to do my art and I let myself leave that unstructured. I give myself a pass. I give myself a pass from my usual deadline of when I need to be sat down to work and instead let myself go where I feel like going, see what I feel like seeing, and trust that along the way I will probably want to stop and get a cup of coffee and write. But it doesn't have to be at a certain time. And something that happened last time after we recorded was I remembered that my friend works at a bookshop on Tuesdays and it happened to be nearby where I was wandering. And so I went over to visit her and she became this character or companion in my wander for the day in a way that was more fun than if I had said, are you going to be in next week? I'll come by around this time.
1: Yeah, there's something that's coming up for me a lot in this Conversation because when I started I thought a oh, wander is this sort of open-ended, destinationless practice, but now I'm realizing that many of the best ones I've had have have had a, a destination, or you know, person to visit in mind. Mm. And what I'm wondering is like, well, what? What makes those experiences different than when mm. I was f- going to an appointment or going to meet a friend for coffee or whatever it is like what made it different to go visit your friend while she was working than I guess like I don't know what 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 made it a a wander of a, a soul nourishing fulfilling wander <laughs> um as opposed to having it be a appointed time? What made this different? mm. Than just meeting a friend at work?
0: It's a good question. And I think it's one that's important to explore. Where I think part of it was being in tune with my energy and what I felt like doing and what I needed to do all day, but in each step of the day. So I wasn't required to have that desire to go and talk to a friend at a certain time of day. I was able to sit down and write first because that's what I felt like doing. And then afterwards, I asked myself, what do you want to do next? And it was in that moment that I realized the bookshop was around the corner and it felt like it all fit into place in a way that if I had said, well, I'll probably finish recording at this time and I can walk over and get here by this time, then I could technically physically show up then. But... I might not, I might, I might feel 90% excited about it rather than a hundred percent excited about it. Mm. It It's just aligning what I feel like doing with what is available to me.
1: Yeah. There's something about freeing yourself enough so that there's room for spontaneity. And there is, there's still some, you know, there's something about discovery to me, Mm -hmm. even when you're going somewhere you've been before when you're visiting a friend you already have, it's like discovering this, what you want to do a little bit, you know, you're, you're just Mm. allowing yourself. What do I want to do? I'm just so curious about what I want to do right now. My, it's it's up to me. Internal
0: wandering as well.
1: Yeah. That's what it is. Oh, wow. (laughs) My, um, my mom sent me the funniest gift for my birthday my mom is an excellent, like she's an excellent wanderer. I, I would say both my parents are, especially when it comes to, um, curating experiences and curating, um, particularly both of my parents are really good at choosing food, um, and finding the best food places wherever they are.
0: Oh, that's so useful.
1: It's so useful. Yeah. and, and, my, um, my mom for my birthday, she sent me money and she said, I'm giving you a gift that is very much a selfish gift. She said, this is a gift. That's like when little boys give their mom toy soldiers for her birthday. And I am like, okay, mom, thanks for the heads up. What is the gift? She says, I'm yeah, sending, I'm sending you money. Cause so I just moved to a different neighborhood in LA and she's, she said, there's a, because she's a mom. She looked up whatever the closest grocery stores were to me because she's the sweetest. Yeah, like I don't, I guess she wanted to make sure there were grocery stores. <laughs> and um, she said, I think
0: my mom did that too. <laughs> so keep <laughs> across
1: town. She said, there's a Russian deli less than a mile from you, And I want you mm. to go spend this money there and then report back on how the food is because she said, when I come visit you, I want to know if it's good Ah. (laughs) and it was so funny and I was I was a little bit you know I was not annoyed but I was just a little bit like well that's a weird gift (laughs) like go grocery shop like go fulfill this task for me (laughs) but of course I had the most amazing time at this like Russian deli everyone was speaking Russian it was all imported like candies and tea cakes and smoked fishes and they had produce and I just like I was like oh this is like the best wander um and I you know because I had this basically this designated money to spend at this place I, I felt free to like try Things that I wouldn't normally try And so of course I discovered Like a couple things that I Absolutely loved Food wise that I, I wouldn't have Bought otherwise like normally I would have just Had my list and gotten the things mm. At the regular grocery store And it was just such an amazing Experience and it I felt Very grateful for my, my mom of course Who's just good about being Intentional about such things um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I I never would have done that without her making the plan for me. Another favorite wander I've had a friend of mine. Um, his name is Jeff Zentner. He's a young adult author. He is obsessed with smells. He's obsessed mm. with like good smelling things. And in any of his books, there's always these just gorgeous, lush descriptions of smells. Um, in certain scenes like people smell this way or the place they're at smells this way and so when Jeff is in town um, he lives in Nashville when he's in town in LA he will sometimes ask me to meet him at a like a perfume place Ooh. so I most recently met him at Scent Bar which is a very upscale um, perfume shop in Beverly Hills and we spent more than an hour there just like smelling different perfumes and it was like the entire you know the entire meeting was the entire goal was smell things <laughs> and it inspired me so much that was a wander with a person right that i would that i was mm. again like i was just accompanying them and and i discovered my new scent first of all that i now own and i also just like never would have thought to do something like that it's so random and it was just one of the best experiences of my life and it got me so into my body cuz it was sense based it was a you know a sensual exercise right i mean it's like completely just surrendering to your senses i love that even just in the act of talking about this with you i'm realizing like what a wander is
0: i was thinking the same because i think we both came into this episode with the idea of wandering without a destination in mind using your feet (laughs) and it's expanded to involve so many other smaller aspects of our lives and i love this honing in on the specifics of wandering through one part of your wander wandering within one russian deli or one perfumery a wander can be so small and yet so so thorough in its exploration you don't have to be going very far and covering very much distance to be wandering
1: And I think the reason that I'm so rigid about the phone thing is like the purpose of this is to be open, right? And it's to be doing something that gets you super present and gets you really in your body. And I think that can be like a Mm. confusing phrase perhaps, but it's like you're not enforcing your agenda on yourself or on anyone else. You're just totally present for whoever you meet and whatever you discover in that adventure that you're having. And that can be with a person and that can be just in one place that you planned to go on or to you plan to go to.
0: This is making me think of one of a a three minute period I spent as a student that has really stayed in my memory where I I was at Exeter College in Oxford and my friend was at Jesus College which is across the street and we would meet each other for lunch sometimes where um you can only dine in a different dining hall if you're a guest there so but it's inexpensive and gorgeous and so we would take each other out for lunch at our respective dining halls so I was just waiting for her in the short walk across the street and I was three minutes early, but in my, in my hectic student brain, my instinct was to get out a book and start reading or to, it was get out my phone, but it was my non-smartphone. So it would just be to like go through texts and see if I had anyone to respond to, but to do something in those precious three minutes. And instead, Mm. what I decided to do was just stand there and observe the architecture of her college that I was facing and notice the way that the hedges were growing on the building and notice every little brick in this beautiful historic street that I lived on and that was a wander in itself in the decision to not do anything but just stand there and like you say be present and be in my body
1: as much as I'm inspired to do more of these with someone I also think that it's important to note like how how wonderful it is to do these things alone, to carve out this time mm-hmm. for yourself alone, whether it's three minutes or an hour before a shoot or, you know, whatever, whatever it is. I think that there is something really valuable about making it distraction free time with yourself. I really love going out to eat alone and I love going to movies alone.
0: Oh, me too.
1: And I'm often so surprised That when I tell people this, they're like, oh, I could never do that. I could never go alone to a restaurant. I could never go alone to a film.
0: What does that look like? I'm curious. When you take yourself out for lunch, what, for lack of a better phrase, what do you do?
1: Often it's with a book. I always just sort of have a book with me. So I, I love taking myself out to lunch and reading a book. Oh my goodness. But I'm also more open to, once again, to, to, to talking to strangers, if it's just me and I'm kind of sitting in a place. So I'll talk up the, chat up the bartender. I'll chat up the people next to me. And, and cause I'm, I'm not committed to a, a conversation with a person. I'm a lot more open and I've, I've, you know, met really cool people this way. Um, so that, I mean, that's never the goal which is maybe part of the magic is that I'm not going to connect. I'm going to be alone. (laughs) And therefore I meet the most amazing people this way. Um, But it also just, I I guess it makes me a little sad that people are afraid to go eat alone or go to a film alone. Like they don't want to sit with themselves or, you know, I've had some people say, Oh, I, I think I would, I worry what people would think of me. Like if, I'm eating alone and I'm like I don't think anyone cares (laughs) I don't think that occurs to anyone and if it does like that's not your problem because you're having a great time I have to disagree with you on one point okay where
0: you said that when you go out to eat by yourself and you're not there to connect I think it sounds like you are there to connect but with yourself
1: yeah and I think i part of myself is that I'm an extrovert who likes talking to strangers, <laughs> <laughs> right so it's like i I totally agree with you
0: It's that word connection and also the word commitment that are standing out to me, and I think that's part of our criteria for for a wander is that it's commitment free,
1: yeah. I think that at the very least, the two of us, and I'm sure many of the people listening, can get into rigid schedules or to-do lists or shoulds. Mm. And I think that the entire practice of the Wander, whether it's alone or with someone, it's going to one destination or completely open, it's about not having shoulds.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, it just occurs to me that the friend I was visiting at the bookshop, my friend Elle, I met her at a restaurant when we were both dining alone at tables next to each other.
1: No way. It's all relevant. I think we have to end the episode now because that <laughs> just was such a perfect synchronicity. <laughs>
0: yeah, the, um, the people we meet on our wanders will keep wandering back to us. Or we'll wander back to them.
1: And they become the destinations on our future wanders. Yeah.
0: Funny how that happens.
1: Very funny.
0: Is there anything else that you would like to reflect on here about wanders?
1: I would just like to reflect that it is scary to create Mm -hmm. this time for yourself. And that the most fulfilling experiences of my life have been when wandering or when on an artist date or when doing something spontaneous, taking a risk, being curious, but that it is scary, especially when you're doing it for what feels like the first time. And I would just say I hope someone who's listening would challenge themselves to try, Mm -hmm. whether it's going to try a new restaurant alone or taking that three minutes to just be present. I hope people know that we're not just confident and adventurous, but we also challenge ourselves to do this because we know that it's going to feel good eventually.
0: Yeah. And I will add on that into my previous point about Wander's being commitment-free, that I think the commitment is not to a destination but to the wander itself. When I go on a wander or when I stand still for a wander in my imagination, what I am committed to is is meaning, is a belief that taking up that practice will lead me somewhere meaningful.
1: And it always does.
0: It always does because, because if I believe that it's there for me to discover, it's just a matter of, of choosing it. So what is the art life?
1: The art life is curious. hmm Sandra, what is the art life?
0: The art life is waiting for you.
1: Well, I think that this conversation has in itself been a wander. Yeah. Because I certainly discovered a lot.
0: Yeah, conversations are wanders as well.
1: If you're open, and especially if you're open to not like being right or enforcing your agenda.
0: Yeah, I'm learning how wander pervades so many different parts of of our lives, and I feel like I'm repeating myself. But every time we take this exploration, this thought exploration further, um, it it amazes me how widespread wander is. It's it's truly everywhere.
1: And there's something about like goalless connection or outcomeless wander. You know, like destinationless wander, outcomeless conversation, whatever it is. That's where the magic happens. And that's what this show is,
0: yeah. and i I'm excited because we haven't we haven't decided what our next episode topic is going to be. And I enjoy the process of discovering it and knowing that each episode will lead us somewhere that we couldn't plan. And then, Once we've arrived at the end of it, we can decide where we'd like to wander next. Shall we share some places where people can find our art?
1: Oh, absolutely. So today we've been talking about our wanders and our acts of discovery. You've just been on a trip yourself, and I'm sure you'll be writing about that. Where can people discover what you're working on?
0: You can find my essays on Heroin Training. They are available to read there for free. I also publish them on Instagram, at Heroin Training. And if you would like me to read my essays to you, I have a podcast called Read by Zandra, which is available for my patrons at patreon.com slash heroin training. And because this is the art of the wander for some inspiration for your wanders i have a program called everyday wonderland which is about finding magic and adventure in your daily life and each week i send my readers on a one minute call to adventure as a reminder that wandering doesn't have to be this extensive thing and It's a, so it's a very Wander-centric program, and that's available on my Patreon as well. And you can read more about Everyday Wonderland, in particular, at everydaywonder.land, not Wander.
1: And which totally inspired my birthday party, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, because this month's theme in Everyday Wonderland is fantasy. It really inspired me to To create more fantasies and this sort of Mad Hatter's Tea, Alice in Wonderland party was just such a fully realized vision that I had that I was unable to get collaborators on and I totally was inspired by your work.
0: Oh, that's so amazing to hear.
1: Yeah, and I posted in the in the group that we have for your program. Like people wanted I had told people I was doing this party and everyone wanted to see photos. So I like made sure to take a bunch of photos that then Yay. I was able to share. And I was able to share on my social media, which is part of my art. So that's all, like my Instagram, Grace Gordon official is where I post a lot of more of my daily daily life things and thoughts and the stories and as well as my art and my modeling work. And, um, and then over on Patreon, patreon.com slash grace gordon official i'm posting all sorts of things whether it's essays films photos and live streams and adventure logs and adventure logs yeah i, I have started doing more travel writing or like logging what i do on my travels because people are interested i'm about to head to the east coast to film in the next couple weeks i'll be filming in new jersey and rehearsing in philly So, there will be a lot of travel logs and behind the scenes photos on there and eventually film links. Yay! Yay! We also
0: wanted to ask a favor of you, the listening audience, to, if you've enjoyed listening to us, to please leave us a review as we're a new podcast. And when you take a few minutes to write a review for us, it will help other people who are wandering through their podcast feeds, looking for something new to listen to. It will help them wander upon this show.
1: That would be great. And, and you can also tell people about us as much as we love a review and need it to get seen. Never hesitate just send a text to a friend if something that we say reminds them of reminds you of them
0: we would love that this is the art life a heroin training podcast with grace gordon and me zandra robinson burns you can find us online at the artlife.show and send letters to the art life care of grace gordon PO Box number four two nine two Valley Village, California nine one six oh seven, or email us theartlife at herointraining dot com. Our theme music is The Stream by Rory. Thank you for joining us.